It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I like it. <laughs> um, all right. We're just having a really great conversation. It's an exciting spot to be in, Thomas. It is. It yeah. very much is. Okay. One thing you said in the midst of that, mm -hmm. welcome to Pickle Pod. We're here. You said in the, yeah. One thing you said in the middle of that was that you day trade. Do you day trade? I do. I, I mean, not always, but like there'll be weeks where I jump on and either, I mean, not to bore people, either cryptocurrencies or stocks. Yeah. I do a little bit. Okay. Mess we around gave, here and there. We gave uh, legal advice to the waters, marketing advice to, mm -hmm. or reverse that. Marketing mm -hmm. advice to the waters, legal advice to Zane. Um, let's give some financial advice. What are your, <laughs> what are your stock picks? No, I'm not giving stock picks. What uh, cryptocurrencies are you in? I'm not going to tell you that either. But what I will tell you is that when markets tank, uh, follow everything. So what you do is you do your research on your stocks, you do your research on your cryptocurrencies, whatever, and then you follow it and follow it and follow and follow it. You don't need to trade immediately. And then when you've gotten a good idea of seeing how the market, you know, the ebbs and flows of the market, and then you see like, oh, the market had a terrible day and all these stocks I've been watching that have been picks from whatever publications I trust are down as well, snatch a bunch of them up. And that's really like, it takes a lot of patience and it's not like, like I'm not day trading every day, but I'm watching the market. I click, I look at the markets every day and I see like all my, so I have my watch list of like 10, 15 stocks. I have my watch list of like 20 cryptocurrencies. And then when stuff has taken a dramatic dip, then I buy, but I don't buy all in one chunk. I buy, you know, a portion and then I look at it like, a couple hours later, if it's still down or if it's gone down even further, I buy more and I do that until the point where it starts returning up. And then I just hold, watch it for a couple of days. And uh, like the cryptocurrency market, like took a pretty good dive, like two or three days ago. And uh, I jammed a bunch in and now uh, like I probably maybe uh up like 20 25 percent now hmm. so that's i mean that's my tip and that's what i've learned over like 10-ish years of watching stuff i know people say don't time the markets and stuff but if you are watching them every day and have specific stocks or cryptos you're watching then time it a little bit Okay. That was what a long you, answer. That was a long answer for, I'm not going to give financial advice. <laughs> well, I'm you not going to tell you, you I don't know off. what stocks, I know what you stocks I like to watch. I don't really think it matters what, uh, I mean, you got to believe in the company and you got to believe in the cryptocurrency, but other than that, whatever. Um, this is not had, financial advice. I just had to sell a bunch of cryptocurrency. Want to know why? Because <clears throat> you're in school that's that's part of it but it's it's the uh it's the same reason i still don't have my studio set up but i still don't have my podcast equipment uh you have no money i've been basically robbed you've been robbed like all my stuff where who everything how in here, everything in here new furniture i had to go buy i just went and like i just bought this stuff yesterday like i shipped all my stuff to austin okay and this sketchy company. Mm -hmm. I bet you paid. Two, I bet they gave you a discount, didn't they? And they, I can't get my stuff back. I mean, they will not give my stuff back and they won't give us any information like this. I'll be able to get on the phone with this guy. Uh -huh. And he just, I mean, he's a world-class circle talker. Okay. He just goes around and around and I'm like, uh, it's, it's wild, dude. So 
What's the company name? I don't want to like to. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to. Like is it is it American Airlines? Because if it is, you're not getting your stuff back, bro. Yeah. No. Um. It's this random company. I'm not going to a discount, but uh, it 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 was. Yeah, we should. First of all, we should not have worked with this company. Your parents' um, homeowners uh, insurance should cover that stuff that you lost. Okay. I mean, I guess I'll look at that. I'm still holding out a little bit of hope that I get this stuff back. <laughs> yeah. Like I was on the phone with this guy yesterday, just like peppering him with very basic questions. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was being pretty calm and cool, given that he's holding my, all of my life possessions hostage. Right. Um, but today we're going to, we're going to ramp it up a little bit. We're going to get, we're you're going to call and pretend we're going to get a little legal on him. You're going to pretend like you're a lawyer that represents yourself and change your voice and stuff and be like, hello, I'm a representative of Thomas Shields. So is that how lawyers sound? You uh, they sound used like, to uh, in like the twenties, fifties businessman. Yeah. Yeah. 20s yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so if, you, if I break out that voice, it'll probably, my stuff will get next aid. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope that you uh, get your stuff back. What's the most expensive thing in there? That's a good question. I mean, all the podcast equipment is pretty expensive. Oh man, I can't. I mean, there's like a couch. couch. There, there's a 55 inch TV. Yeah. There's like a dresser. You know, I mean, there's. It's. I would estimate it's got to be. I don't know, twenty, twenty five grand worth of stuff. Is that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Is I'd there probably, a? If I took inventory, I mean, maybe it'd be more. Uh, should we offer the listeners a reward? for tracking your stuff down and delivering it to yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, anybody ever deal with, dealt with something like this is crazy. <laughs> These people I mean, are lawless. Well, maybe they're just all uh, enjoying your couch, watching TV, and they'll get it to you in a couple months after they find a replacement for your stuff for them. Yeah, what if they like they start a world-class podcast? Oh, my gosh, dude, because if they have my all the podcasting equipment. equipment. Oh, dude, that'd be a huge slap in the face. Uh, can we talk about pickleball now? Yeah. I mean, we can. So <laughs> I just want to give a, I want to give a, so we have no guests today. Yes. Why? Um, and well, because nobody will, so we have to talk about everything that's going on mm-hmm. and nobody will talk about it because nobody wants to burn any bridges. Yeah. Everything that's going on, meaning the PPA contracting players for three years with all their influx yeah, of money, the APP. read the bullet points. Okay. Just to give a quick recap for this episode, for anybody who is unaware, Mm -hmm. um, here's here's kind of the timeline. This has all happened over the past two weeks. But so Dunn Capital went and bought the Pro Pickleball Association, uh, Pickleball Central, biggest retailer, and pickleballtournaments.com. Yep. Uh, Then we hear that the PPA offered most of the top pros three-year exclusive contracts, meaning if they sign these things, they can't play tournament of champions, U.S. Open, Nationals, APPs. The list goes on. And right? now, also Major yeah. League Pickleball, they will probably we assume will we assume, not. Well, we assume yes, because in all likelihood, you're right. Because two things: we just can't. The APP partnered with Major League Pickleball, which is the PPA's competitor, the APP. Okay, and yeah, let me get. Let me get through the let me get through the rest of this, and then we can. Okay, fine. Because there's still more bullet points. Uh, APP then announces um, an emergency wildcard process to replace newly PPA contracted players that were forced to withdraw from the upcoming APP Masters, mm-hmm. including Steve Deacon, who is you know, about to host uh, the Boca Raton tournament. He just drops. Okay. Uh, he signed a three-year, I believe. Um, the APP announces increased stipends, larger tournament purses, basically just trying to like dissuade players from signing with the PPA. Uh, and of course, you know, attract new talent. That's that's right. good for the game. Regardless, they should have already done that. Uh, PPA and Major League Pickleball hold a meeting. Mm-hmm. I've got accounts from both sides, a lot of people who are there and uh, crazy meeting is all I can really say. Uh, those talks failed. And so to what you're saying, in all likelihood, the PPA and MLP have gone from uh, amicable partners working in harmony to basically competitors overnight. Mm -hmm. 
Major League Pickleball, in response, uh, announces a strategic partnership with the APP. Uh, we still don't really understand what all that entails. And um, the last thing uh, is the PPA announced a Major League Pickleball style team event for 2022, which is pretty much in direct competition. This is like a direct shot at Major League Pickleball. Yeah, right? which so is pretty much we're not we're not doing Major League Pickleball type of. That right. was my that's my understanding. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's do this. Let's do this because I told you to prepare before the podcast, which yeah. we never do. And I, mean, I still I didn't, even though I saw that you said that. Really? I was like, I'm going to fly it's by right. the seat of my pants. Yeah, it's, it's all right because I think I think you can throw it together, and then we'll get a more honest take. Yeah. So let's do the good bad the good of of the situation the mm -hmm. bad of the situation and then your prediction for what's going to happen how how this is all going to play out mm -hmm. um and and who comes out on top ultimately if there is a winner in all of this yeah so you go first mm -hmm. give us the good the good is that the players are getting paid enough hopefully that they can focus solely on pickleball meaning the talent will increase which hopefully then attracts a larger audience and uh, it continues to grow. Right? Bad. Yeah. Yeah. The bad is that maybe some of these organizations get squashed out by the other one. And we have a winner who is maybe an unjust winner and then takes advantage of the players as there is no other competition. That could be a thing, but it might not. Uh, and the other thing is with all this influx of money from everywhere, is there a ceiling to it? Is it going to come crashing down? Those are all things that uh, we've seen in some other sports where there's been a lot of hype. They've built up. Everybody dumped all of this outside money into this thing and then the outside money stopped coming in and then everything kind of had to do a hard rebound. Uh, so that could be something. Uh, but it's one of those things where this sport is growing so fast. It's nobody knows what's going to happen. Honestly, okay. like I hope it keeps growing. I hope it keeps exploding. I think we're going to see that for a time. And, uh, and then I think we'll see some equilibrium somewhere. Okay. So I picked up, you didn't say it directly, but I picked up kind of a sentiment that I, I think is shared by a lot of people in the pickleball community right now. Okay. And it is that essentially like Dundon, Dundon Capital, this mm -hmm. move, what the PPA is doing yep. is sort of like predatorial. It's like super aggressive. Yeah. Three-year contract yeah. is a long contract. Do you know where you will be in two and a half years, Thomas? No. I'll have hopefully an MBA. That's all I've got. Uh -huh. Hope. I'll probably hopefully. still yes. be here in Austin. Okay. Um, but, uh, but um, well, now I lost my train of thought, dude. No. You oh, said it's okay. Said I got it. Of, no, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So I'm, I just want to offer like the counterpoint here, right? Mm -hmm. why do you, because i've i've kind of seen this um first of all i think like the overall sentiment scott golden said this and i thought it was a really great point we were gonna have him okay. on the pod but you know he's playing pickleball. sure well, he had an exhibition and i got the times wrong which we can also talk about you'll get him right but he's eventually. he's saying that like with with all this and, and everything that's happening we should be celebrating this as fans of pickleball yeah what's happening is good in my opinion for the progress of the sport and so that one day we can watch pickleball on tv like we watch the nhl or, mm -hmm. or you know the nba will it ever get to the nba NFL? no probably not but i could see it being like an nhl um and and i think we we should all want it to get to that point and i think everything that's going on is positive yeah. and it's working toward that nothing is pushing the sport backward right now i also think that if you're the PPA and you're Tom Dundon and you want to get these massive sponsorship deals, you want uh, these big broadcasting that you want to get pickleball all over national TV. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to work with these big sophisticated companies and bring them in as partners. They need to know that you have a sustainable business model and that you're going to be here 
three years down the road. You're not just going to be here at the end of this year. So what does the PPA have to do in order to solidify that, to make sure that the road is paved for them to continue to grow and continue to do what they're what they're doing now and improve upon it? Yeah, Certain but that doesn't matter. Like, place, right? Yeah, but a three-year contract does not matter if the, everything crashes down. Then it, it's not like the contract. But it's better than a one-year. Yeah, but if you're an organization and you really, truly the best interest of the athletes, then why not just negotiate each one and be go talk to your sponsors and be like, okay, we have – this pro is going to cost this much. So we need, if you want the top pros here, this is how much is going to cost each time and go on either like it doesn't have to be exclusive. The reason it's exclusive is solely to crush out any competition. I think you, I think you're making an assumption. I think, yeah, no, I think so. I, I sure I'm making an assumption, but, uh, yeah, I think that you could do an event by event in a case by case, but then you're so I think yeah, there's definitely competition there. For sure, one tour wants to win out over the other and both of them are competitive towards each other right now. And that's where like if you are one that's like I'm not going to be competitive, I'm just going to act in the best interest of the players, then you might get squashed out at that point because you're not willing to fight back. And so I think that's what we're seeing right now is a tug of war. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get the sense that like no one shares my feeling, which is that like I, I don't care who who builds the sport. I don't care who goes gets these broadcasting deals and okay. uh, who brings in the in the right sponsorships and, and and who who facilitates the best talent and puts the best product out there. I don't care who that is. I just want those things to happen. So when progress is made toward those points. I think it's great. And but I it's only progress. Best. It's only progress if it's sustainable. If it's not sustainable. Well, so, yeah, don't you think you have to do long-term contracts in order for it to be sustainable? I don't think so. You need to build a you need to build an infrastructure. Yeah, but your infrastructure Otherwise can... every year it's like, okay, what's going to happen this year? Who's going to sign where? And then like how do you as ESPN or CBS come in and and, and say, oh, I'm I'm going to sign this long-term deal with you and you don't even know if these players are going to be here next year. What why would I going to have yeah, because, because we're going to have the newest talent. It, it, like it's ever changing. The talent pool at the top is still we've seen a lot of newcomers come in over the past 12 months. Over the last 3 years, the talent that has changed and been at the top sure. and now so is not. So you keep the door open for the new talent, but you lock in what's currently there to create a foundation. But what if your budget evaporates because you've locked in enough players no, that that's, like it's, it's that's helpful what I'm when you I'm have saying. billionaires backing major league pickleball and pro pickleball association sure. and the APP just took on a new investment. Sure, but if it's not sustainable, hearing. this is just me playing devil's advocate. If it's not sustainable, a billionaire dumping a bunch of money into something <clears throat> recognizes losses over the, a year and a half and then shuts the whole thing down. Like that yeah. is. That's well, why it has to be sustainable. By the way, I'm sure they're anticipating at the amount of capital they're putting into this, losing money for yeah, years. Sure. And being definitely. okay with that, being 100%. able to stomach that, knowing that yes, the upfront cost to, right. to this. But it has to reach that. a place where it's sustainable and profitable. And so that's like the swing and the gamble and the become profitable by big, big broadcasting deals, which increase the sponsorship dollars, more sponsors want to come in. Sure. In order to do that, um, they need to put the things in place right now. They need to build it. If you yeah. build it, they will come. Oh, did you make that up yourself? Yeah. I yeah. like it really. Smart. And I, when I was younger, I wrote this screenplay. Uh-huh. And, uh, what's it about like this, this farmer, Okay. He's visited by um, these ghosts, and they tell him you need to build. No, nah, that, no, that would never you need be to a plow movie. Plow some crops. That will in never your backyard, be a movie. You need to build a basement. No, that will never be. You, you don't think you don't think I that's don't, good? No. Yeah. Back to the drawing board on that. One. <laughs> um, no, I like, and especially as a viewer, uh, f- 
watching the news. I love watching the news materialize every day with what's happening in pickleball. I love the growth of the sport. I love the exposure it's getting. And I'm like everyone else. I'm trying to foresee the positives and the negatives and what could possibly be. But okay. unfortunately, so what's your prediction? What's my prediction? I mean, I think one will have to become the premier tour. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean the other tour has to get squashed out. Maybe it's like a, you know, a top tier and a second tier or something like that, or a third tier or something like that. There's levels to it. Uh, so I, I definitely think that one will need to become the premier tour. And uh, we talked about this a little bit in text. I said, where is USA Pickleball going to go? Because in the past, they've had some partnerships. You're saying they're going to try and stay neutral because that's their job. I think that they have to do some partnering somewhere. If they can partner with everybody, great. That's great for them. But if not, to stay relevant and to really maintain their position in the sport, they have to do something. Otherwise, the PPA or the APP just is, steps in at some point and says, we're actually, we're actually the governing body now and we determine the rules. So, right. uh, you know, like, and that's what will eventually happen if USA Pickleball Probably. does not establish themselves Man, in I, some capacity. Yeah, I, I just, USA Pickleball's like function is a little confusing to me. Um, I mean, I understand that they create the regulations Yes. They do the paddle approval. Sure. Um, I like they sanction turn, but what are they? I mean, truly what are they and what's their plan in all of this? Because as we've seen, when the PPA wants to, they can just be like, eh, I don't want to follow that one. Yeah. Well, that's a good set of rules. We'll take all that. And like, eventually like, why don't they just take that as the foundation and then they build upon it as they see fit. That's and what I'm saying. Like, see a USA pickleball. That's what I'm saying. And I've noticed uh, in uh, sports I've been a part of, the national mountain biking, yes, as a junior, mountain biking as a junior, uh, in the 90s, the sport was exploding like crazy. uh, And there was the National Off-Road Bicycle Association, and all of the mountain bike races had to be sanctioned. But it was just like, the governing body was just coming out and be like, if you run a race, it has to be sanctioned by us. And people were paying these licensing fees. And then organizers were like, they're not doing really anything for us. Why are we paying these licensing fees? Let's just not pay them and we'll be unsanctioned. And that's fine. Cause what does it matter? And yeah. then it, now this, which is kind of what the PPA is starting to do. They're kind of just starting to be like, Meh. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And it's like, if you're, if you're not, getting the value out of, you know, being licensed or whatever you have to do to be sanctioned, then these organizations are just going to be like, that's yeah. fine. They're just a organization that like gives us like whatever. It doesn't matter. We don't need that anymore. And in mountain biking, it was, it pretty much effectively shut down that branch, even though it still is kind of like, cause I Google it after we talked is still kind of in existence. It has not even close to the reach it had for right. like five or 10 years when everybody just respected that they were the authority. And then all of a sudden everybody just said, no, they're not the authority. Yeah. Well, one of the things that USA pickleball had going for it mm-hmm. has, it still has going for it is that they they do i i believe it's more than a sanction for like nationals uh the u.s open tournament of champions like i think those truly fall under the umbrella like uh, under at least partly usa pickleball ownership at this point sure but in the last year those tournaments have not received great feedback from the pros yeah in particular Yes. Um, they like openly criticized a lot of those, a lot of those events. So I think they should be, they, they should think about pouring some resources into developing, improving so that they can protect them so that those are around. And then 
you have a reason to want to be a part of that because they have the three biggest events of the year, right? Mm-hmm. U.S. Open, Nationals, and the Tournament of Champions, which if you go back two, three years ago, those were the three biggest tournaments. So and is there a space for them? They're losing significance is the point. And right. they need to protect that significance. So here's the way. It, they could either protect the significance by increasing the prize money, et cetera, for the pros. So all the pros still need to go there or they become the premier amateur events and crown amateur champions. And if you are an amateur player, that is where you go to get recognition and to get crowned and to become or make that next step into the pros, which I honestly think in the last 30 seconds when I thought about it, that should be USA Pickleball's move is we are for amateurs. We help grow the sport yeah. and our events Farm system. are focused on amateurs, getting amateurs better and getting them recognition. And so then you say, okay, nationals, no pros. It's only amateurs. US Open, amateurs only. And then you grow from there. And I honestly, I mean... I don't know everything. I know a lot of things, uh, but just off of the top of my head, I think that's a play for them. Got it. So just to recap, you're a marketing whiz, mm-hmm. a legal expert, mm-hmm. uh, a cryptocurrency savant. Sure. You, you're pretty prolific day trader. A pr- and every day. Every day. Yes. An expert. We'll, we could call it political strategist, if you will. Yes, political strategist. Correct. It's good stuff, dude. A political strategist? Yeah, I mean. I I think that's kind of what that. Sure. Fine. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of House of Cards. I'm I'm going through that again. Oh, you are? Interesting. One of my favorite shows. So good. So good. Um, Let's see. We got like, we got a lot of different ways we could, we could go. I wrote a lot of stuff down. You sure did. Um, and you sent me a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously everything's speculation. We don't know really. I think a lot of people are keeping their cards tight to their ch- chest right now as to what everything entails. Like we don't know the full three-year plan of the PPA. We don't know uh, the APP's uh, really uh, long-term future plans and goals and what they've got building. And so just a surprise to Christmas morning every day as I wake up and open the pickleball news on uh, the Dink, uh, the Dink newsletter. And the dinkpickleball.com, dude. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, we got tournaments coming up. Uh, well, we have a tournament starting today. Yeah, I was, it was yesterday. I was there at the, uh, at the Legacy Pickleball Complex and uh, bumped into our friend uh, in front of the podcast, Irina Tarachenko. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, well, this is going to, I mean, most people are going to listen to this probably during the tournament. Okay. Um, While they're and, playing. And, and after. Uh, by the way, so the podcast, I was, so the Waters episode crushed. Okay. Um, Zane and, failed. Uh, I wasn't sure whether uh, that was I, we we could write that off as like the waters bump. Okay. Uh, so I was very interested to hear uh, or to see the numbers of uh, last week's episode. Same. Sure. And we took some time off too. That episode crushed. Yeah, obviously. Uh, we are. I mean, this podcast growing, and I think it's just a product. Of the sport growing? Yeah, I really do. I think pickleball is just, I mean, like, you don't think people are just coming to hear me? Um, no. In fact, let's think about (laughs) the opposite. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Um, easy come, easy go. No, but if I just look at all our channels, like our engagement is way up. Um, like uh, the open rates on the newsletter, the subscriber count. Uh, more people are clicking on our blogs. The podcast is like, I think maybe all this news is, is really grabbing a lot of outsiders attention and um, driving it into the sport, which is what we hope for. Yeah. 
Um, so I think it's a, it's a good thing, but, um, all right. So let's, yeah, let's just talk about the AP. I told you to make your picks. Did you look at the individual events and make your picks well, for I'm this APP? What is this one called? What is this tournament called? This is, I should know this. This is the APP Mesa open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you going to go over there? Yeah, I will go over there and watch some. So we got the men's pros doubles and the most interesting coupling here, the one that I like is Austin Gridley and JW Johnson. Okay. I like that. I like that as like kind of like a sleeper pick. Yeah. Um, I like it. I think it's we're we're seeing a lot of a lot of matchups we haven't seen in the past. And part of that is that the PPA contracted players are maybe staying away from this one a little bit, et cetera. Uh we got Deckel and there's a pretty good draw on the on the men's double side. We got Deckel Barr and Adam Stone. Uh, we got uh, it's an uh, obvious pick. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot of people there, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see. But uh, I am interested to see how uh, Gridley and Johnson play with each other. Yeah, um, my sleeper pick is Callan uh-huh. Dawson and Spencer Smith. Okay, a gamma pick. man. I think they can sneak in there. Spencer is, yeah. Spencer's um, uh, on Team Gamma, and he just signed with the PPA. So, And I want to go – I want to – yeah, but he 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 did a one-year, so he can play. Oh, uh, interesting. In a few out, outside. I didn't even know that was an option, to do a one-year or a three-year. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of the guys are just signing the one-years. Okay. Uh, I know there are a lot of top players who have signed the three-years, but – one year is still an option. Um, but okay, I want to try and I want to try and like pick the winner of every event. We'll revisit it next episode and we'll see um, we'll see who who gets more right. Okay. So I'm gonna Some of these down. links aren't working for me. Oh the cat yeah, the captcha no, the issue. Other... I'll guide so... you through those ones. Okay. And I'm gonna write down our picks. So for men's dubs, give me your pick. J-Dub? Do, yep, J-Dub and Austin Gridley. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go with, because I'm going to try and do, like, so I'll give a sleep or two. I want to give okay. my safe picks, and then I'll give kind of, like, my ones to watch. So, okay. Stone and Bar, obvious pick for me. Yep. Um, <clears throat> let's go to, by the way, in addition to being robbed, uh, yeah. Starting classes, moving into a new apartment, mm-hmm. switching cities. Okay. Uh, I also got COVID last week. Oh <clears throat> man! Well, and uh, at- so I, I'm I keep, you know, I tested negative twice already. So, at the end uh, of good. each, uh, at but- the end of each dark tunnel is bright sunlight. So yeah. keep your head down, now, Thomas Shields. I'm, I'm feeling I- good despite. Despite all the curveballs, I've been. I got the mixed pro doubles up right now. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get to that too. Okay, I'm gonna take a little uh, break. We can edit this part out, right? I'll be right sure. back. Uh, otherwise, I'm gonna pee my pants. Do you have to pee? Do you? Do you? Why do you pee a lot? I do too. It's the worst. Because when I start my morning, I drink a full large glass of water, probably 20 to 30 ounces of water. And then to get me energized. How many ounces in a liter? I don't know. I drink a liter every morning. Yeah. And then I drink two cups of coffee. Someone told me to do that on a podcast and I live my life based on podcasts. You sure do. Well, we'll talk about electrolytes in a second when I get back, but I got to go and I will be back in 20 seconds. Okay. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Mixed pro doubles predictions. So, we already had men's doubles predictions. You predicted the obvious. I predicted a sleeper pick. Okay, cool. Mixed pro doubles, who you got? Uh, I've I got to go with uh, our good friend, uh, Jay DeVilliers and yeah. Jesse Irvine. That... Yeah, I think that is – so we're both going to go with them. 
Okay. But I do think the JW Johnson Lee Whitwell matchup really? is interesting, especially after her dominance at MLP would be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we've got, we got Zane Navratil and Lee Jansen. We've got a lot of people oh, yeah. in there. Spencer Smith and Alice Jones. Also another Elise. interesting matchup. Elise. You got to get the names right, dude. <laughs> Elise. Are you sure? Elise Jones and Spencer Smith and Leia. Why Jansen. does she spell it that way? I don't know, man. But she's a, she's a teacher, so I wouldn't question her. Okay. She'll be sure. Able to tell you about spelling. Um, Irina's playing with Eric Lang. Uh, I like Vivian David and Deco Bar a lot. They've been playing together a ton. And they're hosting uh, this could, tournament as well. I could see them taking this one. Um, but Adam and Corinne always play really well together. Yep. Uh, they just know each other's game so well. Um, but yeah, I think Jay and Jesse is kind of the, the obvious pick. So, but I kind of want to go with. All right, I'm going Jay and Jesse. But I almost oh. went with Deckel and, and Vivian. So let me, let me just copycat. All right, let's do women's dubs, okay? I can't get to women's dubs. All right, that's all right. I'll tell you who you. I'll tell you who you're picking. Women's pro doubles. So kind of a small draw here. Oh, I found um, it. I found women's pro doubles. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Susanna Barr and Elise Jones. Yep. Susanna Barr was. Are you sure uh, it's not Alice Jones? I'm very sure she just signed okay. with the PPA. By the way, she did. I saw that. Which is great because her and here's Megan. The thing. Here's the thing about um, some of these events at some of these APPs and other tournaments. It's like this pro doubles, this women's pro doubles draw, it's kind of small. The women's yeah. pro singles is six, six women. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six women is too small. And last year there were events that were just four women. And it was like, you played two matches, you win the whole thing. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, especially when you think about trying to go shop to sponsors and shop to um, broadcasters and, and grow the sports like, but you can only get six people to show up to a pro event. Like that's right. not great. And so one thing that I like that the PPA is doing is they're going for depth. Right? They just signed Yana Gretschkina, uh, Lindsay Newman, who was there before, right? Yep. Yana's a new signing. They signed Elise Jones. That's a new signing this year. You're sure it's they not Alice? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> could be Alice. Let me, would it, I'm going to send a text and we'll see because it'd be really funny if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's Elise. Okay. And then Megan Dizon. Yep. Me Megan Sheehan Dyson, Dyson, Dixon. Dyson? I don't know. But she is um, a gamma athlete. So I have gamma. been familiar she's with her. Gamma and Lotto. Yep. Um, and uh, so what they're doing is they're adding a ton of depth to the women's side so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think that's really important. So that's one of those kind of small things I think people overlook, uh, but it will prevent something like a singles event. Some, some no-shows. Six women. Um, but yeah, okay, back to women's pro doubles. Uh, yeah, Susanna Barr, she played Major League Pickleball. Elise Jones, mm -hmm. new PPA player. Alice. Uh, I like Irina and Vivian. Mm -hmm. um, some players I don't quite no. recognize. I think my pick is going to be for who, who are you picking? Uh, I'm debating between uh, the Jesse Irvine, Andrea Coop uh, partnership and Stratman and Jansen. Okay. Yeah. I wrote down. My like three top three would be. I also think Tarachenko and uh, Vivian David also is. Uh, yeah, that's my yeah. pick. Okay, I'm so those are my top three Irene right there. Vivian. Yeah, I'm also just gonna pick Vivian as like the up and comer of 2022. Like okay. she's been hanging around; she's a great player, but I think she's been playing a ton at Dreamland. Yeah, with the guys yep. and. Um, uh, I played against her, and I think she's. I think she's really good. So it's also interesting to me going back to the great organization wars uh, is that dreamland is where major league pickleball is hosted. Right. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of these players that are contracted now with the PPA are living there and training there, but might not be able to participate. Just Just one lives there? Just one who signed with the PPA lives there. Okay. That's Rob Nunnery. Okay. Uh, So Yeah, so he lives at Major League Pickleball's headquarters. Right. Uh, Deckel and Vivian live there as well, but Deckel and Vivian, Deckel told us on when he came on our pod that he wasn't going to sign with anything, any type of commitment to the APP or the PPA. He's going to do okay. both. Okay. Um, and uh, Vivian David, I think, is kind of the same way. Okay. But still, I, I get your point. It's a very unique situation. And Ben and Colin uh, were supposed to play a lot over there at, at Dreamland. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's a lot of other guys who are going over there a lot. AJ Kohler, who signed with the PPA, is, yeah. is over there playing a lot. Uh, DJ Young is not signed by either, but he's over there playing a lot. But yeah, I mean, it just presents this really unique, strange scenario. That AJ's cousin is over there. Thomas Wilson is going over there. Yep. Ton, he signed with the PPA. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, only in a sport with in its infancy like this could have this type of situation around. Yeah. It's so it's so weird. I'm sure it's very awkward for, for some of these players. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, uh, but yeah, so your pick is say it again. What you're going with, uh, Irina and Vivian and you're going with what Coop and Irvin or Jansen Stratman, Jansen Stratman. Okay. I like that one too. Andrea Coop's one of those holdouts that I, she seems like a APP loyalist. Mm-hmm. I bet the PPA wants to get, wants to pick her up, but she's like full-time attorney. I don't know how committed she is to, to running that, this pro thing. Yeah. And she's been, she seems to be playing in more and more events, which is awesome. She's a great player. Right. She did a really good showing in major league pickleball. Um, let's see. All right. Women's pro singles. There's an obvious um, pick here. There's a no-brainer see. pick. Well, I was having a hard time opening some of your links, uh, but I will see if this one opens. It's a guy here. Ready? Irina yeah. Tereshenko, Elise Jones, Angie Walker, Cameron Blackwood, Tatiana Rule, and Georgia Johnson. Irina? Georgia's hey. coming in. Georgia, it's going to be Georgia and Irina in the final. They both have hey. buys for the Um, All right. Ready? What's the last one? Men's pro singles? Yep. It's actually also, a pretty good draw here. I also can't pull this one up, but let's hear the singles. Uh, Hayden Patrickwin, Brett Forsyth. Uh, I might be Forsyth. 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 Uh, Zane Nabertil, Dylan Frazier, Ryan Sherry, Gabe Joseph. Elliot Markowitz, Markowitz, Jack Foster, Kyle Lewis, J.W. Johnson, Damian Spitzo, Frank Anthony Davis, Rafa Hewitt, Jay DeVillier, mm-hmm. Kaden Nemoff, John Sincola, and Anton Gutz. Ooh, man. Um, no, it's kind of that's good a draw. That's a really good draw. It's, uh, I mean, it's got to be between uh, Zane and Jay for me. J Dub's out there too. I know J Dub's out there, but I'm more friends with uh, Jay and uh, so you Zane. Choose, okay. Got I it. choose so based on we're going bias opinions here. Bias here. No, um, <laughs> JW's there too. So we do have three. I will. Oh man, no, my That's... my sleeper is Jack Foster. Okay, he's gonna have a big year. In singles, mark my words. He got a little work to do on the double side, but okay. So is that who you're picking to win? Uh, no, that's just your sleeper pick. Yeah, I am going to choose Jay or Zane. <laughs> Ty. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Zane. Okay, I'm gonna go Jay because Zane doesn't Jay have has had oh. for the first time in a while. Yeah, some time to to rest, uh, relax. I mean, he was grinding. He was playing every weekend for a while there at the end of the year. Yeah. And I think in some of those tournaments, he was just exhausted. Okay. He's had a ton of time to rest. Um, and yeah, you're right. Zane does not have his uh, serves. That's one less variable for Jay to worry about. Uh, but this so, is yeah, an APP okay. event. So can he still 
spin with no, one hand? No, because it's a USAP thing. Okay. PPA outlawed, outlawed, outlawed any spin applied to the ball with okay. the toss. Okay. Uh, USA Pickleball just um, said, you know, it can't be – I don't even remember. Spun. Whatever. Yeah. They outlawed okay. it, so Zane can't do it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, that'll be interesting. I'm going to have to head over and watch uh, everything going on. Yeah. It's a pretty good, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually excited to watch this one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay, let's see what else we, what else we got on here. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Want to go, uh, want to quit? Want to go home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, Talked to you about Relight, yes, last week, and they mm-hmm. heard the podcast, and they loved the shout-out, and they said they are going to get us a coupon code for our listeners. Relight, again, has 10 times the amount of electrolytes of most of the leading electrolyte brands, which is more on par with how many electrolytes you're losing when you're sweating and playing pickleball, and uh, there's no fillers in it. It's all natural ingredients, and for me personally – coming from the athletic background that I do, it's the only electrolyte mix that I've ever really felt has made a difference with muscle cramping and my energy. So tastes good too. And it tastes good. I like the salty sweet and the salt Mm -hmm. that you're tasting is the fact that there is so many more electrolytes in this thing than any other brand. So we should have a coupon code for you in the next week or two. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank them. That was awesome of them to do. And I think that is it. Other than what you got coming up, Thomas, you got anything exciting coming up in the world of pickleball? You're going to be producing any dink content here uh, in Arizona. What do you got? I got to figure it out. I was talking. I was talking to the pickle play crew, and they're going to me. They're going to the Mesa first. The the PPA, the Desert Bridge, and I. I was like, I was not planning on going, and now I'm like should probably be there okay um and i want to be there at like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge year for pickleball dude i'm super optimistic about this sport and where it's headed yeah. everything that's happening in my opinion is is, is very positive but i actually want to read kind of on that note i want to read tyson mcguffin's take on the situation it's pretty neutral but i i like his sentiment and his per perspective here okay he put it in his newsletter, so you guys can go subscribe to Tyson McGuffin's newsletter. We plugged too many other newsletters on this podcast. You did. <laughs> I, I didn't plug, plug any no- newsletters, and I don't have a newsletter uh, of my own. Otherwise, I'd be plugging it left and right. Uh, he, here's This is uh, Tyson McGuffin's words. Here's my take on the new developments within the two pro tours. It looks like both the PPA and APP tours are aligning themselves with very large investors looking to elevate the sport. Only time will tell, but with major increases in capital funding for each tour, it can only lead to better production and exposure overall. That's kind of my that's kind of my my thing. MLP has chosen to join forces with APP. Tom Dundon has invested heavily in the PPA. Both of these developments will bring a wealth of knowledge in other areas, business, promotion, advertising, mm-hmm. et cetera, to the sport, and will get pickleball more attention. There's no accurate published account of which players have signed where, but it looks like we'll have a better idea by the end of the month. Until then, we'll all just sit back and watch it play out. We each have a front row seat to what seems like the most precedented time for pickleball to date. Grab your popcorn, drink a choice, and watch along with us as this crazy production unfolds. I agree with all of that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what I, thought it was I mean. A good, like, I thought it was just a good kind of, you know, nothing groundbreaking there, but a good synopsis and a, a good uh, a good perspective to have on all of this. Yeah. And I think um, it's kind of like what echoes kind of what a, most of us are thinking is that we're excited to see where it goes and we understand the benefits of having these larger companies pushing the sport. So, uh, he also included this pretty interesting table in his newsletter, which is kind of like an an outline of like, 
the PPA versus APP right now, which I thought was interesting. So one thing to point out that I thought was not the case <clears throat> after these APP increases and in stipends and, and payouts. Uh, well, I guess this would just be the, the purse sizes. <clears throat> um, in 2022, the APP is the APP is offering approximately one, yep, one point seven million across thirty two events, and the PPA is offering one point five million uh, across twenty events. So the PPA more on the line per tournament, mm -hmm. but in total for twenty twenty two, the APP has the edge by about two hundred grand. <clears throat> right. But either way, it's cool to see these uh, these uh, these numbers total in the millions. Right. Uh, I think it's a great thing. Millions Thoughts. of dollars are nice. I I mean, <clears throat> I had a million dollar check in my hands once that was made out to me, and it felt really nice. One million. Mm hmm. What was that for? Uh, I won Survivor. You got $1 million. That is badass. Um, but was it literally 1 million? It was just like one zero zero zero. Yeah. Zero, zero, except for that. I took a $2,500 advance, uh, to pay my rent while I was gone filming the show. So it was actually 900. Uh, it was just 2,500 short of a million dollar check. No, but they did, I take back what I said. They did give me a million dollar check to present in the press and stuff. And then they gave me a real check, but then they also, paid me my appearance fee. So my bank account was over a million. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I would suggest if you <clears> ever <throat> get a chance to have a million dollar check written out in your name to do it. I want cash like bundled in uh, $2 bills. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be uh, cool. My uh, one. So one of the orientation questions for um, for my MBA, one of the first classes, they said, how much do you think 1 million single dollar bills weighs? Ooh, I've heard this question before, but I don't remember the answer. I think it's very heavy. I was way off. I was embarrassingly off because then they published but all the answers. Were you embarrassingly off on the high side or the low side? No comment. I want to hear your range and what you think. You can give I a range. No, I have no clue. I have no clue whatsoever. All right, let's start from zero. Heavy. Let's start from zero and go up. And I'll ask, okay, do you think it's more than uh, 100 pounds? Yeah. Do you think it's more than 200 pounds? Yeah. Do you think it's more than 300 pounds? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're, I feel like you're you're reading my... And you're, no, I'm not. Okay. It's more. Do you think it's more than 400? Yes. It's more than 500. Yes. Okay, let's skip to 700. Yes, it's heavier. <laughs> Is it more than 1,000 pounds? Yes. Is it more than 1,500 pounds? No. You already, all right, well, you, you got higher than me. <laughs> it's higher still than 1,500? Yeah. Significantly? I think it was... This is gonna, this is gonna, sorry, listeners, but uh, I don't have the answer. So this is totally oh, are you bad. kidding me? I just remember that it was above a thousand pounds, and I was like, "Damn it!" How much? Right, you're gonna Google it. I was going to. One million dollars in in dollar bills or hundreds? Single dollar bills. Bills weigh. Uh, okay, so so in hundreds, it's twenty two pounds. So you times twenty two times a hundred, right? So twenty two times a hundred is twenty two hundred pounds. So it's roughly, roughly 2,200 pounds. Yeah. So uh, you're going to need help carrying that. By the way, I <clears throat> was just thinking. Yeah. You want to get paid. That's not all months. that happened. That's not all that happened to me this past week. 
this apartment, I almost uh, like reneged on the lease because I got in here. Okay. And it smells. Like? I mean, that's the risk you run when you rent an apartment. Have you been burning uh, candles and incense and cooking a bunch of pizzas and stuff to burn the smell out? Airing it out constantly. Like what's it Um, smell like? Like somebody. They came in and replaced something they were cooking. Okay. Constantly. So they came in, they replaced the uh, microwave and the oven. Okay. Uh, I had guys in here cleaning out the ducts yesterday. Okay. They're coming back today to fill the entire apartment up with like, uh, they're going to fog it. Yeah. Fumigate it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Didn't know what that was. They're going to put these pucks up in the vents. Okay. Um, and, uh, they're going to do, and the apartment's going to pay for a deep clean. Okay. Did you check the walls for like dead bodies and stuff? Dude, dude, it was so bad. I I stayed in a hotel for three days more than I thought I was going to have to. Wow. And you're not just picky. You're certain that it stinks. And yeah. And now I have like PTSD from it. So I'm I'm hypersensitive to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But I did realize coming out of my rooms, I have, it was only the third night I've slept in the room. So coming from the room to the kitchen today, I, I, I smelled the scent change. I go, okay, good. So I've I've identified it is the kitchen. Okay. Uh, so we're making some, some progress, but. Well, I'm very, very interested in hearing how this all shakes out over the next few weeks. Yeah, it's good content, huh? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Tune in next week. Tune in next we week. We won't even get, talk about pickleball. We'll just talk about my apartment smell. To get an update on the smell of Thomas's apartment. That's what I'm saying is your COVID affecting your sensory organs into thinking that it stinks when really it smells delicious. Dude, what if it's worse than I think and the COVID actually is um, reducing? Helping block it? Yeah, the, the, those are just be. variables that we can't be certain of. Do the people who are coming in and helping you fix the smell also smell it? Like when people come in and they're Some like, we're going to put these- have biases, biases. Okay, and, they and they're like, it smells good? That the smell is as bad as it is. But I have okay. those like work guys come in yesterday and they, um, What'd they, and say? they agreed. Okay. So that was vindicating, but you know, the apartment, the, the leasing staff is like, it's really not that bad. Yeah. We don't smell it. I know you're, I know you're going to say that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Hey, leave a review, follow on Spotify, hit the follow Mm -hmm. button on Spotify, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. A lot more people are watching the, uh, the YouTube videos. So I'll start putting those up more consistently. I've been kind of random with those. Okay. Um, because I don't really care about the YouTube views, but They've been, they've been good. Do. Last two everything, any thousand. reach we have is great. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, leave a comment, like the video. I mean, I don't know. Interact. Ask us some questions. We can do questions next episode. Um, and uh, let us know if you like hearing about the issues in my in my life, or if you just want us to shut up and talk about pickleball. No, we. I think uh, hearing about your issues makes me feel really great about where I'm living. So for me, I know it's a boost. Good, good, good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Take care, everybody. We did it. We did it. Let's also work on a new sign-off because, again, that is your other podcast. But Fine. You want another pickle out? Pickle out, guys. Keep working. I want to – last thought. Last Uh thought. Yep. I want to propose maybe changing the podcast name. What do you think about that? Marinate on that one. Everybody, well, I, give us your feedback. What, it depends what, on what. If we were to change it, what would we call it? Rather than the DM, pickle pod, DM pickle pod? Instagram. Why do you want to change it? I think I, PickleBot was initially meant to be ironic. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to like promote the podcast and talk about it seriously, it I think it misses the mark. <laughs> People okay. are like, you love PicklePod at first. You I thought it was it. like ironic and funny, and I thought we'd have like funny T-shirts and stuff like that. And like, uh-huh. um, we didn't get any. But I think the way the the podcast has evolved, I feel like the name is just wrong. Like it just doesn't fit. It needs to so, be more uh, serious. Yeah, more professional. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What if we well, called ourselves? I feel like we freestyle a lot. What if we called ourselves the Freestyle Boys? Like, would that be a good name? No, that's a dumb name. <laughs> what? Uh, 
<laughs> now Rob's not going to come on the podcast next week. <laughs> he will. Uh, yeah, he will. Uh, and we're going to come up with a new name. We are. Well, you're the biz- You're in business and marketing school, so I feel like this should be your calling right now. This is your first true test. Yeah. Come up with something that's going to generate the most amount of interest from the largest uh, population of people. All right. We'll think about it. We'll marinate on it for next episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. Later. We're out. Pickle out.